0: You know, we need the community we need to be around other believers but we also need to be aware that the our walk with christ is a personal one and so i was leaning then this is just my experience i was leaning so much on the community that when i was away from them it was a little harder to stay walking with christ
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Rooted in Christ podcast. My name is Eric Stevens. I'm the founder of Redwood Christian Ministries. Hope everyone out there is doing well today. With me on the show today is my brother, Jeremiah Mensah. How are you doing today, man?
0: I'm blessed. I'm blessed.
1: And you? (laughs) I can't complain. I cannot complain. It is May right now, and the sun is shining in Cleveland. It might snow tomorrow. We'll see what happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Texas is already looking like summer right now, so that's fun.
1: I was in Texas earlier this year and you got, y'all had a heat wave, I think in February. And then when I came, it was gray and rain. I took that extra personal, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know it happens. Texas will flip on you just like that. It's crazy. Where are you, on? Where are you at in Texas? I'm in Denton, which is about 30, 40, 30 35 miles north of Dallas.
1: Okay. There we go. Yeah. I have to look you up next time I come down there. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I know I got you on the show for a little bit of time today, so I'm not going to want to make sure we get enough time to get your, you know, just to ask you a couple of questions, just to get your story, share with the audience. So give us a little bit about your background. Where'd you grow up? Where are you from?
0: Yes, sir. I'm originally from Ghana, West Africa. I was born and raised there from, from when I was born till 18. 18 is when I moved to the States. And so I did everything there. I grew up there. I have my family there, Well, most of my family over there. And that's where I also got saved and started growing in the knowledge of Christ, started walking with the Lord there. Majority of my life so far was there. So,
1: yeah. So did you go to grade school, high school and college there? Did you go to school here in the United States?
0: Yeah, I went to school in Ghana up to high school, and then I did college here, which is at the University of North Texas, which is here in Denton. And I just stayed in Denton after I graduated UNT. How
1: how hard was it for you, or what was your experience like to get saved at a young age, and then you know continue to try to walk out, walk it out with God in that process? What was that like for you?
0: Yeah, I mean, it had its ups and downs. I mean, getting saved at any age really has its ups and downs, but. I believe when you're young, it just comes with a lot of things that older people might not have to struggle with because as a young person, you're still figuring out your identity, even outside of, you know, being in Christ. You're trying to figure out who you are, what you like, what you don't like, just figuring out your own personality. And so in the midst of that, being faced with a new reality and a new identity in Christ, it's like, okay, now you have a real conflict of Figuring out two two sides of the same coin and figuring out which part is you, but the dead you, the old you that's been crucified with Christ or the you that is being raised in Christ. And I believe it's also similar for older people. I mean, if you're saved at an older age, you already know who you are. And so there's also a battle between who you believe you are and then who Christ says you are. And I get that. But at a young age, it came with the pressures, you know, the peer pressure. I got saved at 15. So that's the height of high school being being pressured to do things and stuff like that. And I believe it was just God's grace and his providence that I was saved at that age. Because if not at that particular time in my life, I'm sure things would have just gone left from there. So I'm very grateful, but it, de- it definitely came with its challenges.
1: Did you have a community of people around you to kind of like help you along that journey? Like what was your what was your support system like at that point?
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I had a great community when I was in school because my school was a boarding school. So we would go to school for three months at a time, come home for a month, then repeat that for three years. So the three months that I was at school, I was doing great. I I had a great community walking with me and we would pray together, eat together, you know, Walk in Christ together. But the one month that I was home was when I struggled because I was leaning on the community a little too much. You know, we need the community. We need to be around other believers, but we also need to be aware that the, our walk with Christ is a personal one. And so I was leaning, then this is just my experience. I was leaning so much on the community that when I was away from them, it was a little harder to stay walking with Christ to stay rooted in the word and doing the things that I was doing praying and doing all these things with the community but for sure I did have a great community walking with me
1: yeah and to to your something you said earlier I like I got saved in my late 20s so having to, like, basically relearn, like, everything that you think you are and thought you were, yeah, the majority of this just isn't true, <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> seeing the way that the world views you versus the way scripture says, this is your new identity in Christ, and this is who you are, you know, I think you're right, that that's a challenge at, at any age, so, and I think, you know, we say this on this show a lot, but there's power in every testimony, whether you grew up in the church. Or whether you were hard headed like me and you learned it, you know, later on in life, or whether you got saved at a young age, you know, those stories and that testimony is for someone else and God works and God will work through all of it. So,
0: amen. Amen. Yeah,
1: 100% agree. Yeah. So you came to the United States to, and then you went to school, you said in Texas, right? Yes, sir. Now, what was that experience like for you?
0: Oh, that was a lot of shocks at once. Yeah. (laughs) I came to Texas in the winter. In January of 2015. So I came to Texas expecting it to be hot because it's warm in West Africa. It's nice weather. But then I came here and it was like freezing cold. That was probably one of the coldest winters in recent history besides the one from like a couple of years ago where everything froze. But there was that. There was the culture. You know, things are just a little different here than back home in Ghana. And there was just a different kind of pressure to fit in because when you're just moving in from another country you want to seem cool you don't want to propagate any stereotypes about where you're coming from and so you just want to try and look as good as possible wherever you go and so that was just a different kind of pressure that i faced at home but i, I think even with a community that i was plugged into when i first got here you know my mom was already here she was in a church and so i had people around me who were christ who were in Christ, and. Christ centered and kept my head on straight, you know, so that was also very helpful when I first moved here. It It didn't go as badly as it could have.
1: At what point, because there's a scripture I really want you to talk about while I have you on here today. So at what point did you really like kind of start sharing your faith and talking about Jesus more and just really just becoming more and more bold with who Christ called you to be?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I got saved at 15, but prior to that, I'd been growing up in the church. I had been going to different churches with different people, like neighbors or family members and things like that. I was never really grounded in just one particular denomination or one, you know, set of beliefs in the Christian faith. So I think that was a good thing because it exposed me to a lot of different beliefs out there. And so when God finally started to teach me the gospel I wasn't already having to fight a lot of things that, unfortunately, a lot of believers have to fight with denominations and things like that. But yeah, though I grew up in the church, I wasn't actually saved until I was 15. And then right away, I would say I started trying to preach, trying to do it out of zeal and passion for the gospel. (laughs) But I didn't really understand a lot of what I was saying. I ended up saying a lot of things that today I look back and I'm like, ah, that was probably not true that you said that, you know. But it wasn't until maybe a few years, maybe five years down the line, that I really started to understand the gospel. And it was after that, I started being bold about it. We had a WhatsApp group. <laughs> I don't know if you use WhatsApp as, as frequently as I do. But yeah, it was a WhatsApp group, which is plain basically text messages. So we had a group on there that we called Unashamed for Christ. And it was basically a Bible study group. And those of us who are coming straight out of high school would send messages on there, encouraging each other, would have Bible studies on there, would have prayer meetings <laughs> through text, you know. And so that's really what started my sharing of the gospel in a broader sense than when I was just on my high school campus and just reaching other believers in different parts of the world, but through social media on WhatsApp.
1: So when did you actually start? Because you have a lot of content out on your social media pages right now, and we're going to make sure that we share everything. We're going to make sure we share all of your media pages for our audience. So when did you start making content and what was like the motivation behind going the route that you did using social media to to pump out the word of God?
0: Yes, sir. So fun fact, I was in college in 2019. I was about to graduate when I really, I had been sensing. The And I use that word loosely, but, you know, sensing the call of God for a long time. But I also wanted to be a doctor and I believed that God had put me on the medical path. And so I was wrestling with that for a while until I decided, you know what? I know what God has for me is better than what I could ever dream about for myself. So I after graduating from college with my biology degree, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to put that to the side. I never even opened the degree still there in its envelope. And I was like, I'm just gonna listen to what God has for me. It took about a year and a half for me to really answer the call, but in December of 2020, I said, God, you know what? Um, I remember it was Christmas Eve on 2020. Uh, Christmas Eve 2020. I was sitting in my car, I was like, God, I know this next year is like you have something for me that you want me to do for the gospel with the gospel, but I've been so scared. And now I'm just saying, yes, I'm just saying whatever you have in store, just I'm just going to do it. So in January of 2021, I started putting out YouTube videos and just, you know, long from content, these videos, t- the gospel and things like that. And then in February, I started doing TikToks. And that was also <laughs> by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Cause I was like, I'm not, I didn't even have a TikTok at that point. It's like, I'm not getting TikTok. I just want to, you know, do YouTube and just focus on that. But I believe God led me to just get on TikTok and start putting shorter clips on there. And then that led to my question series, which, you know, some videos did go viral. And then that led to people, more people hearing about the gospel to me. But what made me decide on social media, the only person I can point to is God, because my idea of ministry was I need to go to seminary, get a degree. Become a, an associate pastor somewhere, then preach on some stages, and you know the way ministry usually goes and has gone for a lot of people. Which obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but that's what, that was my idea. But it was like, no, just put out some videos, just put out some content, and then I'll take it from there. And so I just went step by step. What God led me to do, I could not have come up with this method on my own for sure. I would not have done that.
1: For the record, I believe you're still a doctor. That's just my opinion. I just think you're bringing a different. <laughs> I just think you're bringing the right. It's kind just of a
0: different way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> amen. Amen. Yeah, I think amen. you're
1: bringing that eternal healing. This one matters. Amen. This one matters. So. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you said that you, on your YouTube channel, like you literally allow people to ask you questions and then you kind of break down the doctrine. So, where the where did your passion for when did you start to notice you had a passion for the word to that degree?
0: Oh man, when I started noticing how many lies were out there, that's when I noticed because it would rise up (laughs) like a righteous anger. Like, man, can you believe this is what this person is saying when this is what the word says? And I have a a tendency to just get angry at certain false teachings, especially teachings that attack the identity of believers and in doing so attack our reality in Christ, I tend to just get angry at those. So those were the kinds of questions I was answering at first, just things like that, whether we're matters relating to salvation or our forgiveness in Christ or things like that. It's like, okay, there's a lot of falsehood out there that just
1: needs to be corrected. And so that's what I started doing. And now see, it comes full circle to why, but well, before we started recording, I gave you the entire background of Redwood.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like, I don't need this dude yeah. getting mad at me and making a YouTube video about me. I won't survive that. So,
0: <laughs> Oh no, but I do stay away from those. I don't attack like people to date. Yeah. I haven't called out anyone by name, but I do come at the teachings that certain people put out. Right. I just didn't want
1: to be the first one. That was all. I just want to make sure. I'm yeah. The first that makes sense. That makes sense. I didn't want to break that trend. <laughs> so to whatever degree you want to dive into this, because I noticed a lot of your social media, you talk a lot about being unashamed of the gospel. So I just wanted to see if you yes. wanted to read Romans 116 and then just really explain like what that means to you and then how you live that out.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Romans 116 is, yeah, it's the foundation of my ministry. Even when we're on WhatsApp, you know, we're called Unashamed for Christ. Excuse me. So that was the foundation. And it says that for I am unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for in it is no, that's verse 17. Verse 16 says, for it is the power of God unto salvation for anyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Greek. And then i like to tag on verse 17 because I believe it's an important part of it. It says, for in it is the power, no, in it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And the reason that scripture is so important to me and what it means to me is, you know, people tend to equate being unashamed of the gospel to just being unashamed of who Jesus is, being unashamed of being a Christian and things. And and though those things are great, the gospel that Paul was talking about is a gospel that Really, you could be ashamed of because it is foolishness to the world. It is, it makes no sense when you think about it with a carnal mind because we're talking about God, the creator of the universe, one who holds all things in his hand, taking on the form of a human and not just being God in human flesh, but denying, right? Laying aside his, I call it his godness, right? The divine in the, no, let me say it this way because I don't want to say something that's, you know, heretical, but laying aside his godness and becoming a human to live amongst human beings and then be crucified by his own creation, right? So that we could have eternal life in him. This is the gospel and it is foolishness to anyone. I mean, if you preach this to the ancient Greeks, they would laugh at you because, I mean, you're telling me Zeus (laughs) would come to earth and let you kill him, you know, Athena or Hermes or whatever. Whoever would come and just, whichever God they believed in, would just come and let you kill them. That's not possible. That makes no sense. But to us, that is the power unto salvation. And so the gospel that Paul is talking about is the truth that in Christ you are not condemned. It is the truth that in Christ you are a new creature. You are a completely new being who has never existed before. You have the Holy Spirit of God living in you. These are aspects of the gospel, the truths of the gospel that Paul is not ashamed of. But I just found that a lot of people were ashamed of those things. Yeah, they were not ashamed of being Christian, but they were ashamed of proclaiming the gospel in its complete truth, in its entirety, So they would say, yeah, grace, but this. Or yeah, Jesus has saved you, but this, otherwise this. And that is not the gospel. That is another gospel, which Paul talks about in Galatians chapter one, that they're preaching another gospel and another Jesus, which I didn't give you. So you should put that aside. Anyone who preaches something like that, let him be accursed. The gospel that he's not ashamed of is the untainted truth of our identity and reality in Christ, that once we've come to believe in him, We have peace with God. We are new. We are completely new. We have no condemnation. We are not going to be tossed aside by God because we did something bad one day. That's all part of the gospel that he's not ashamed of. So if we miss one part of that, then we are ashamed of the gospel. So that's what it means to me.
1: And you really, you know, you go about, like you said, living that out through your social media, through just, just through how you carry yourself, through just how you interact with the folks you come in contact with. So, and for me and you and I talked about this before we got on, if you have something right, like you, you know, someone is sick and you have the medicine, why would you not give it to them? Right. Why would you let them go on, continue to be sick yeah, you know so even at the risk of being mocked or laughed at or made fun of we will i will unapologetically and in your point unashamed go live for the gospel go live for Amen. jesus know him Amen. and make him known right because yes sir. yes sir we saw to your point what they did to an innocent man they crucified him so in 2023 what can I or should I expect? Because they didn't even see Jesus <laughs> and or, excuse yeah. me, we haven't even seen Jesus. They saw him. They walked yeah. with him. They heard of the miracles and they still did these things to him. So yeah, yeah. if they quote unquote crucified him, how dare I not pick up my cross and carry it daily? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's always the way that that I've looked at it, is to live unapologetically for Jesus to share. Hey, Amen my faith where i can to make disciples who make disciples to and to not be ashamed of the fact that you know what i don't think i'm better than anyone else i don't think i'm smarter Mm -hmm. than anyone else i am so broken that i need a savior i needed someone to step in and it's not even just the brokenness piece of it it's we need it to be reconciled unto the father and there's nothing that we can do to do that except Mm -hmm. christ god reconciled us back Mm -hmm. to himself (laughs) yeah he sent his son to die for our sins the sins that we committed we are not capable of doing that for ourselves so when to your point about your ministry or even through redwood or you know I, we can't take credit for this you know i like i said before yeah. we got on there i can't take credit for the origin of this nonprofit and the origin of this podcast because god gave me all mm-hmm. of this the holy spirit downloaded all of this to me you know like you said Amen. you probably wouldn't Amen. be doing some of the things you were doing if the God just didn't say, "Hey, can you do this, please?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If he exactly. wouldn't have. I don't know if he said it just like that, but if he wouldn't have put it on your heart to just say, "Help spread the gospel message in this avenue and in this way." So, so thank yeah, you for exactly. sharing that, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you're doing. So, so for anyone who is looking to support your ministry, support what you're doing, where can they find you? How can they follow you? I'm on social media everywhere
0: as Jeremiah P. Mensa at JP Mensa on Instagram and TikTok. Jeremiah P. Mensa on YouTube. And those are the main ways that you can get in touch. I am working on some other avenues like a website and stuff. I don't know if by the time this comes out, they'll be up. But yeah, I'm working on that as well at this time.
1: Well, if that's up, we will definitely be sharing it. We'll definitely be sharing it. So. (laughs) So, brother, this time has already flown by for me. I don't believe how quick this interview has went. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that does bring me to the final segment of the show, which is our Let Him Know segment. And this is where you can share anything you like to share with the audience, whether it be another scripture, spoken word, any events you have coming up, speaking opportunities. My brother Jeremiah, please let him know.
0: Uh, yes, sir. I'll just share a word just based on my entire ministry summed up is to know jesus and make him known so i'm gonna read second peter chapter one verse two and two verse three and it says grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of god and of jesus our lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue And, and so the reason why my entire message is to know jesus and make him known Is because, like it says, grace and peace is multiplied to us in the knowledge of God, our Father and Jesus, our Lord, and his divine nature, his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through, again, the knowledge of him. So the more you know Jesus, the more you are made aware of what you have in him. And the more you're made aware of what you have in Him, the more you want to make Him known so that other people can enjoy what you have in Christ. And so I believe every believer should seek to just know Jesus more, not through, not only, let me say that, not only through what other people say, but through your personal walk with Christ, through your personal uh, devotion in the Word of God, in your time of prayer. Just getting to know God more and more will lead you to be more aware of your ident your identity in him and your reality in him. Paul was writing to, I forget, I think it was the Galatians, and he said that I'm writing these things so that you may know what is freely given to you. Okay. Or was it a Colossians, one of them? The things that are freely given to you in Christ. If you're not aware of who you are in Christ, you will have no idea of the things that are freely given to you in him. And therefore you will walk as if you walk as if you don't have those things when you do. And so That's what I want to share that let's all just get in the word, get to know Jesus for ourselves, get to experience his love, his grace every day, and then make him known to other people because the way this world is going, there are people who need to hear the gospel and they're not going to hear from anyone else if we don't do it. So that's my word to everyone who's listening.
1: It's one of those things like we might be the only Christian that person sees that day. Amen. Let's make account for the Lord. Let's show them the love of Jesus. And it's crazy because I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but when you have something that good and it's so good, I can't help but to talk about it. I don't mm-hmm. want you to mm-hmm. walk away from me without the opportunity to tell you about Christ or invite you to something where you may have, where there may be seed sown, seed plant, you know what I mean? Seed planted, something water, you know, I want to, I don't want you to walk away from me just questioning, man, if they don't make it home tonight, did I just let that opportunity mm-hmm. go by? And I know that sounds Mm -hmm. extreme, but we are really dealing with life and death. We really are. And that's uh, the mentality that I have when I go places. I've made this joke for years, but it's not a joke. I am not the person you want to make eye contact with in the grocery store because I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to find a Mm -hmm. way to figure out where you are spiritually. I'm going to talk to you about that. You know, that's that's just one of the gifts that that God has blessed with. I take no credit for that. You know, bro, when I mm. first got saved, I didn't even know I was an evangelist. People would tell me that, you know, people mm-hmm. would just start coming to church or my gym or like my job or other places that I go and they'd walk up to me and people at church would walk up to me and say, yeah, you're doing the work of the evangelist. You know, I was new to the Amen. Lord. So as soon as they walk yeah. away, I go to Google and be like, Google, what's an evangelist? Like I had no <laughs> idea. I was just telling people yeah. what this man named Jesus did for me. I didn't know every scripture. I didn't know every Bible verse. I was just saying this was my experience, you know, but to your point, we can't claim ignorance, right? Like we have this book that fully explains it. Like I couldn't go on claiming, oh, I didn't know this or I didn't know that. It was time to dive into it and start to develop that Mm -hmm. personal relationship for Christ, for myself. And then, oh, so this is what the word says. Oh, so this is how I'm supposed to live. Let's make sure I'm not living contradictory or counter to what the scriptures are supposed to live. So I'm with you, man. Amen. I'm with you on all of that. Amen. So, Amen.
0: That was good. That's good.
1: So one thing that I always like to do with the guests is pray before we end the show. So if you wouldn't mind close us out and pray, I would really appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity just to come on here and share your word and share my story and how good you've been and how faithful you've been in my life. I pray for everyone listening, everyone watching this, that they will encounter you, God, through your word. They will get to know you more and more, that they will not just be listening to me or to Pastor Eric, but they'll just get to know you through your word and experience your life, your grace, your mercy by your spirit that you have placed in each and every single one of us. Lord, I thank you that you are doing amazing, incredible things in the lives of everyone who's listening right now. And I thank you that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, and it hasn't even entered into the hearts of men, the things that you have planned for
1: those that love you. And so I thank you, God, and I bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, I just looked my brother, Jeremiah, to now, Lord, I just pray blessings over his ministry. I pray you just continue to lead and guide him. I just thank you for his yes. I thank you for his surrender. I just pray blessings over everything that that his hands touch. I pray a hedge protection around him and his family. And Lord, I just, I thank you in advance for the expanded territory. And I thank you in advance for the answer prayers for him that you're going to answer. I thank you for just all the doors that you are about to open in his life. I thank you for all the testimonies that are going to come from the people that you're going to use him to influence not for his name, but in your name, Lord. I just thank you now for everything you're doing in him and through him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen. Brother, thank you so much for doing the show today. I appreciate it. I gotta get you back on here. I think we could, there's probably some more scriptures we could break down.
0: Yes, sir, yes, sir. Anytime, thank you so much for having me. This was an amazing
1: conversation. No, thank you, brother. I will be in touch. Again, thank you for doing the show and I look forward to talking to you soon. Yes, sir, yes, sir.